hallelujah. You've got to realize how important the blood is. The blood is alive. And without that blood, nothing would have happened. Oh, blood. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the blood, Lord. So good. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I, <clears throat> I wanted to add something about that unity of uh, that she was talking about. It's, it's like, you know, like ballet dancers. Let's say there are 30 ballet dancers, and they're all behind me. And they're all, they're so in unity that you could only see one person. That's unity. Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, if you can imagine that, 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 you know, you can't see them until all of a sudden they come out. And wow. Amen. That's unity. <laughs> That's how we should be. All of one mind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, so, you know, we were, we were <laughs> it's warm today, and then, and then, you know, these predictions are coming for tomorrow, but, but somebody said to me, said to me, let's, let's, let's take authority over the wind tonight, and then I thought, yes, we'll pray at the end of the thing, and then uh, you know, and all of a sudden, the Lord says, okay, then teach on authority. <laughs> so I'm going to teach on authority. All right. So let's put up there Luke 10, 19 out of the King James. Hallelujah. Okay. We have got to learn this authority. We're, we're struggling with our own things. The Lord got us born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, not so we could just help ourselves to everything. He did it so that we could bring other people into the kingdom and take authority over some of the things that are going on. And he put us in that authority. See, people... and is part of that whole thing that people think that God causes everything, all the bad stuff. He is, no, there is no way, it is not God that does that, and we need to tell other people about that. There is nothing in God that he could cause that. Because if there's even one billionth of a, a percent of badness in God, then how could he have saved us? with his blood. There cannot be any bad in God. None. Zero. <laughs> and people think he does not cause the storm. It's, all, it's part of the church's fault of the born-again people. They have not taken their place in authority in many other areas. And the devil tries to do all these things so we're all self-centered into ourselves. Seriously. Or else we're one foot in the world and just like, you know, it's not the total uh, yielding to God. And you still have fun. You have more fun because you have peace. You have a healed body. And all, you have enough finances. Because he that's what he wants to do for us. Totally and completely. Okay, so Luke 10, 19 says, Behold... I give you power to tread on 
demonic spirits, serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Keep it up there. And nothing shall by any means hurt you when you use that power. Okay. So now I'm gonna, there, we're going to get into a couple of Greek words here, though. Okay. So, behold, I give you power. That word, and we don't care. I mean, how if I, I'm not pronouncing it right or whatever, exosia. Yeah. Yeah. But that kind of power is delegated power. And it's, it's like a policeman. They have, they, they can, you know, a policeman doesn't have enough power to say, okay, you cars, I've got to hold you all back with my strength. He doesn't have enough strength to do that, but this, this, the, he has the authority from the, the, the city to, to uh, he puts his hand up and they all stop, hopefully. I mean, everybody's, there's a little bit of rebellion out there right now. <laughs> I mean, it used to be. Anyway, but um, that's the kind of power. Behold, I give unto the body of Christ, exosia, authoritative, delegated power from heaven. And you shall tread, tread, mm, wipe them out. <laughs> on serpents and scorpions and over all the power. And that one, though, actually means dunamis. It's, it's an a, it's a evil power inside of them. Dunamis does, in itself does not mean evil, though, because it's, it actually, that, the word dynamite's taken from dunamis. Okay, so, but we've got dunamis resurrection power inside of us. I mean, we'll get into that. But I mean, you have delegated power. So, all right. Now, okay, the next thing, let's get a, uh, the Great Commission. Um, put up Matthew 28, 18 through 20. King James. And Jesus came... And spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Okay, so that's delegated power. He's, Jesus got all the power, and guess what? He gave it to his body. Now, the body of Christ, by that I mean born-again people. Not just anybody who goes to church and doesn't really follow. Okay? All right. So... That authority is as strong as the power behind it, just like the policeman. If he's got backup from the city, see, you got, we have, all heaven will back you up. That's what I'm trying to say. When you take that delegated power. But the whole thing is you have to get into the word and see what the word says about what you can do also. Okay, I turned, we had the heat turned up, so it's getting a little better in here, isn't it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, now the, the policeman is as strong as the civic government behind the police. And hopefully that continues. Now the power behind the body of Christ is the greatest power in all creation. Let's go to 1 John 4, 1 through 4. Uh, better be King James there too. Beloved, 
Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Now, we're not talking about, oh, we're talking to spirits. No, <laughs> we're talking about sometimes junk that comes out of people's mouth. You know, the, witchcraft is real. There's a lot of stuff out there. And a lot of it has to do with drugs. <laughs> and, you know, even even the word pharmacy, did you know, I, see, I, I was a, had a, I was a nurse, but I mean, pharmacia means drugs. And there's so many even drugs there that, that are prescribed and the doctor, you know, takes them. So, okay, so I had a hip replacement and they gave me <laughs> 22 oxycodones to take home. But then, but they then they, the they <laughs> no, I didn't put them down the stool because that, Ruins the, yeah, they can, no, I, there's, but, uh, okay, so, <laughs> maybe I took two of them, and then I, I said, she said, well, how you doing, I said, oh, no, I put, I, I don't take that stuff, I don't like the way it makes me feel anyway, maybe right off the bat, you know, and then, but, um, uh, and, and I thought, well, if you're telling me to watch it, why did you give me 22 of them? Right. <laughs> okay, this is another thing I'm going to say. In town, there's, it's called, let's see, pain, um, what do they call it, uh, a pain clinic? It's a pain clinic. Okay, I used to teach school too, and there was a, the kid, he came from Arizona, Sherry, <laughs> yeah, you remember this? Yeah. And he came from Arizona, and he, had, uh, he was growing up then, <laughs> several years later, and he had a, a motorcycle accident, and he had really his, he had a lot of serious head injuries. And he says, well, I've got to go. Is there a pain clinic? And I said, pain clinic? What's that? And I thought that the pain, pain clinic would help them to, uh, in their pain, you know, and and... Okay, so he said, well, I need a ride to the plane clinic. Well, okay, so I gave him a ride. Guess what? He was in there for two seconds. And he got a prescription for oxycodone. He got his prescription yeah, for it. That thing, all it is, is you go there and you can get drugs legally. And I hope, I don't know if it still exists. That was a few years back. Then guess what? He got those. And I found out he was selling them on the street in Fremont. One of the druggies came and told me because they liked me. <laughs> I know you don't, you, you, in other words, they said to me, I know you're naive, but I'm going to tell you this. He's selling drugs on the, <laughs> yeah. Now, see, this is what I'm talking about. We need to come against, you go to the pain clinic because you got plain, plain, pain, and and, and yeah, it, I thought it would help you, be, you know, like when, when the pain comes, you know, concentrate on this, or I could help them better than that. <laughs> okay, this, this is just something I always wanted to tell you guys about that. Okay, so believe not every spirit. There are spirits. Sometimes people are led by evil spirits, and the stuff that they say is you you know you know like they might tell you falsity about this or uh yeah we okay that's another thing we had something here way back and i can tell you 
One of the, it was, um, it was probably for somebody else though, maybe it was, I remember people being in the sanctuary, maybe it was the open house when we bought the church. And this one lady uh, came and she went, in fact, you all know Debbie Harvey, yeah. yeah. And, and Debbie came to me and she says, Pastor, I'm gonna stay in back of you. I said, what's wrong? And she said, that lady there, she said, I feel vibes coming off of you. Would you like to join our white, white witches or white? <laughs> Seriously. And you know, there's stuff, stuff like that. And, uh, and see, that, that's when this is what you do. The love believed not every spirit, but try the spirits where they are of God, because many false prophets even are gone out into the world. Go ahead, the next one. Next verse. Okay. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And that's something you have to ask of. And sometimes people get shook when they... You can, you can study that out for yourself. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of anti-Christ. There is going to be an antichrist someday that's going to take over. But right now, right now there are anti Christ spirits that that tried to come speaking through people even okay antichrist means anti anointing anointing means see christ the word christ means anointing burden removing yoke destroying devil crushing mountain moving power and that's the kind of power that we have backed up by heaven. However, you have got to use correct scripture and know who you are in Christ. All right? So this is the spirit of anti-anointing, anti-Christ. Oh, the country's full of it right now. Okay? Whereof you have heard that it should come. And even now already it is in the world. Go ahead, the next verse. But you are of God. If you are born again, you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you believe it in your heart, and you said it with your mouth, and you meant it, and you really are following him, you are of God, little children, and have overcome those antichrist spirits. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Go to verse 17. This is, okay, this is extremely important, everybody that's listening, <laughs> for you to know who you are in Christ and what he has done for you. In Corinthians, it, it says, he came when you got born again. Nobody ever told me this stuff when I went to church all my life for 40 years. Nobody ever told me this. But when you get born again, he comes to live inside of you, the Holy Spirit literally lives in you. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Father and the Son. So the whole Trinity lives in you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Even when you're doing something wrong, <laughs> they're there. <laughs> you commit adultery, they're there, right there in you. 
Okay, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. And this is talking about God. And as God is, so are we in this world. Huh? Then it, you know, it says in, in um, John 12, 14, even greater works shall we do. Jesus said these words. So see, there, there's some things. Now we give all the glory and the honor to God, like we're saying. But you know what? He wants to use us on the earth. And we have, over, we have overcome that evil antichrist spirit because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. In Corinthians, it says, know you not that you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay, now there's two kingdoms on the earth. One is the kingdom of God and one's the kingdom of darkness. It's the truth. <laughs> one is God's kingdom, one's the devil's kingdom. But first, Colossians 1.13 says we have been transferred. When we get born again, we are transferred in the spirit realm from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's dear son. That literally is the kingdom of heaven. You mean, well, you know, these kind of things, see, you, you have to study this thing out. You are, you are, you've been transferred into the kingdom of heaven, but you're walking on the earth. Yea, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I will fear no evil. That's Psalm 23, part of Psalm 23. You see, and what was I going to say about that? You walk, no, 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 just a minute. Okay. Sometimes you say stuff, and you say stuff, and then you think, I was going to say that. <laughs> okay. Um, you've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God. Oh, that's what I was going to say. In the Bible, if you would read it, it actually says when that happens, you become a citizen of heaven. You become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, just like we're citizens of the United States, except... Every kingdom in the whole earth, every country, everyone eventually will fail, but the kingdom of God never will. You're in a good kingdom. And you know what? This is another thing. If you've been giving into that kingdom of God to promote the gospel on earth, sure, the banks are failing, but God's going to take care of you. I mean, you know, that, that can bring you... Um, you know, in Job, it says about that they're going to wake up. They're going to wake up and their money's going to be gone. That might be what's happening. <laughs> but then it also says in two other scriptures or three that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous because the righteous are bringing it into the right place, giving it into the kingdom of God. Okay. So we have authority over that kingdom of darkness once we're born again. Amen. See, for 40 years I wasn't born again. <laughs> then I was born again. Nobody ever told me because they, they didn't know any better themselves. I can't blame them because they didn't know any better. Okay, now, 
Why do we have authority over the kingdom of darkness? Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And we can and must use our authority in these last days. We need to start really taking authority over it. And I'm going to keep maybe talking about this because you've got the authority. See, we have authority to keep areas free from destruction. We have, we have authority over the city. And we should be praying for the city or the area that you're from about the drugs and about the child abuse and about, about wrong judges. You know, the judges like or, or the uh, district attorneys not, not even, uh, they don't want to even prosecute those who take drugs and just leave them go. Well, what's the use of the police even arresting them? You know what? See, shootings at church schools, malls, we could take, take authority in public events. And all of this is by prayer. But I, you know, it, you know what my dream was way back when I started this church, like how many years ago? Almost 30. Yeah. And it was to have it be big enough to have intercessors that would, you know, they'd pray about the shootings or, you know, one intercessor would pray about this. Another one would pray about the sick, take authority. Another one would pray about money. Wouldn't that be cool? Like you could have all groups of people praying about different things. Keep that in mind. Be a vision. Even if the time is short now. <laughs> See, suicides in the area. Taking authority over those. Turmoil and division in the homes and families and because child abuse. See, and wherever those demon forces are culprits, we have authority to stop them or at least keep them at bay. To keep them. See, that authority came when you got born again and believers must know about it. And how to operate in it. Now, what did we keep saying all the time at prayer? Whenever we'd have prayer, go to Ephesians 1, 16, 23, and we're going to go there right now. Ephesians 1, 16, 23. King James, right? Yeah, we'll just stick to the King James. Yep. Okay. So, way back, Kenneth Hagin told me to... <laughs> didn't tell just me, but he was preaching it. He said, you say those prayers every day. And I did. And that was 43 years ago. Yikes. <laughs> and um, you know what? You keep saying that every day pretty soon without trying to memorize it. I knew it by heart. And then pretty soon what started to happen was I was starting to get revelation knowledge of it more and more and more and more. Okay. So. We cease not to give thanks for all the body of Christ. You can put anybody's name in here. Making mention of them, your family. You know, like, yes, the president, the, you know, all that stuff. Okay, all those. Okay, just a, okay, mention of them in our prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, right? The Father of glory would give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 
coming to know him so deeply that it becomes different than just having that surface, surface knowledge of God, okay? That the eyes of our understanding, now those eyes are the eyes inside of your spirit. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you would know what is the hope of his calling, why you even got born again. And what the riches of the glory of the inheritance. Man, the inheritance he gave us. But see, he, he died for three things to, to give us for, you know, spiritual death. He, he made us alive. But poverty and sickness. And there's so much poverty and sickness. Because the body of Christ, we've got, I, I'm not, I mean, you know, you know that. <laughs> I'm certainly not there either, but, but we have to really get this, right, so we can help other people. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? That's a delegated power that he gave us who believe. Now, you've got to believe it, though. And, you know, we can, we can shake our heads, because. <laughs> but do you really believe it? When the rubber meets the road, can you really believe I'm that, you think, you know, and maybe, maybe you just did something wrong, you know, and, and it, it says in first, you go to first John one nine and ask the Lord to forgive you. But you know what? That devil likes to condemn you. But it says in Romans eight, one, that there is no more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I'll tell you what, I had to get rid of that. Ooh, condemnation, condemnation, condemnation. It feels so guilty, but it was because of where I came from. And you have to get, get rid of that. I'm okay now. I just go, you know what it says, First John, if you confess your sins to him, you just go right to him and confess that sin and be honest. <laughs> you know, no matter how bad it was. <laughs> he saw it anyway. You confess your sins, he is faithful, he is just, he is just to forgive you and then cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Okay, so what is the exceeding greatness of that exousia, that delegated power from heaven to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought, which he worked in Christ. Now this is... Oh my gosh, when he raised him from the dead. Do you wonder, you know, I kept saying that and saying that, and all of a sudden it hit me. What? Which he wrought in Christ. Go back to verse 19. According to the working of his mighty power, go ahead, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. That power came into you when you got born again. That is resurrection power. And it's the strongest power there is. Go ahead. And he set him in his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities, all power, all might, 
and dominion. And that's the names of the four categories of demons. I've heard them dip principalities, our little pipsqueaks. They sound big. <laughs> the next ones are powers. The powers sort of tell the principalities what to do. But them that, and it says might, but the, that one that says might, in another place it says that the rulers of the darkness in the earth. The rulers of the darkness in, of the world system. And then there's spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. And those are demonic powers that rule over countries, like that are evil, and that's what it's trying to do right now. Um, and ev now get this, every name that's named, every name that's named, names of sicknesses and diseases and depression and oppression and lack uh, over rulers' names, every name that's named. You get diagnosed with something, it's a name. And every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in that world that is to come, okay? And he has put all things under Jesus' feet. Him, he has put, it says in the other part of that, in a different translation, he, God the Father, has put all things under Jesus' feet and gave Jesus to be the head over all things to the church. Now, when you get born again, where does Jesus live? Where does the Father live? Where does the Holy Spirit live? See, you got to take that slow and you meditate on it, on the little thing. You might not be getting it now if this is one of the first times you ever heard it. See, okay, we'll go back. He put all things, God the Father put all things under Jesus' feet because he went to the cross. And he gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Now, I went to church for 40 years, but I wasn't in the church. The church there means people who are born again. I said that at your wedding. I heard somebody say, oh, that's good. <laughs> but sometimes you have to, yeah, you gotta, you got to let people know there, Wyatt. <laughs> anyway, all things under Jesus' feet and gave Jesus to be the head over all things to the church. Go ahead. Which is his body. Okay. Now, I've told you this before. So Jesus is the head. And what happens to the head Happens to the body. Okay, now, so if something happens to my head, it's still attached to my body, right? What the body of Christ is all people who are born again throughout the world. And they're the hands and the feet and the wrists and the arms. We all got little jobs to do. You know, even the feet, the toes, the fingers, we're all part of that. But we are one body because we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost living inside of us. Okay, which is his body, the fullness, when we're in unity, of him, of God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, really, that fills all in all. 
See, when we come into unity and we're together, there's power. There's even yeah. more power. See, say this prayer every single day. Say it every day. Okay. Okay, so now... Okay, go to verse, or um, Ephesians 2, 6. Yeah. Always that emphasis. I used to say, what's in 2, 6? And they go, what does it say? What does it say? <laughs> Ephesians 2, 6. Oh. Ephesians 2, 6. Oh. Get this, church. Get it. Because it's important that you know this. And he has raised us up together. With who? Jesus. Jesus, when he was raised from the dead. And he made us. He made us. You know, we didn't have a choice. <laughs> made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, there, there's more to that than... <laughs> okay, so we operate from that seat of authority. Now, this is kind of meaty. Really, it's thick. <laughs> it's flaming on whatever. We operate in it from a seat of authority in that delegated power at the right hand of the Father on high. When anybody ever got to sit at a king's right hand, they have the same authority that the king had. This is a seat that every believer, believer. You know, they call us believers. Do we really believe what's in here? You're never going to believe what's in here if you never read it and you never meditate on it. A, a, a seat every believer can rule from because you are seated there in Christ. You know, there's even something scientific that noticed that I'm not going to get into it was quantum faith. But there's that See, some of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Even scientists saw this. Okay, all right, see. So the resurrection of the Lord Jesus was the mightiest working of God that ever, 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 ever he did. He might have healed people, but the resurrection of Jesus from the dead the resurrection and was in if you could have seen it the resurrection was opposed by tre tremendous demonic spirits in the atmosphere why are there demonic spirits because satan lucifer he was the angel of music and the angel of light it's right in isaiah and he you know he was god's right hand man at one time and he thought, whoa, well, I'm being used. See, this is something people can't be, do either when they're being used. You know, all glory goes to him. Boy, you got to be careful of that. But, but they thought, hot stuff, you know. <laughs> I'm hot stuff, Lucifer. And he tried to take over the throne of God. He tried to elevate himself above God. The, the, my mind's cold. <laughs> okay. See, these are just things I've learned of my own, though. The, you know all those names of God? 
Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Skidnu, that means it's righteousness, Shalom means peace. All this has to do with, with a lot of these things. It has the names of God that he covered every area of our life for us. Now, even Psalm 91, we, that Psalm 91 is something you should say every day. And um, good. See, and see, you're going to get to the point where it gets in you. Good. She was saying, she's saying it every day. Yeah. And um, so Psalm 91, it says, I, oh, this is how I say it. I dwell in the secret place of the most high God. Do you know that all of a sudden one day the Lord's, I, I just knew this is what he said to me. That name of God is El Elyon. The most high God under the shadow of the almighty. They're all the same God, but it's just different workings of them. And see, El Elyon, though, was the most high and that's the place where Lucifer tried to, to take over. He wanted to be higher. And then he got one-third of the angels to go with him. And you know what? God said, see, that was strife and division. And what did God do? He said, out! <laughs> and I swear that's when, see, there was an earth before this one that it blew up. Because they, they found dinosaurs with grass in the mouth. I, I, nobody's ever said this. But I mean, maybe somebody else thought it. But I, I really, no, he never said, though, what I said, like when, when they threw Satan out to the earth because the whole earth just blew up. Yeah. And, and it was, yeah. And he was, it says it right in the Gospels that he was thrown out of heaven. And Lucifer was thrown out of heaven because... And guess what, though? Where did God put us? Seated at the right hand of God in the highest place of authority in the universe. Because in the Greek, it even means that. So we got to go where the place where Satan was. And most, most people, though, that are Christians, now, this shouldn't be boring to us. If you're going to get... You know, most people, if you're going to be Christians and you're going to be good Christians, <laughs> some people don't know about it. You need to know this for what's coming. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to know. You are seated at the right hand of the Father in the highest place of authority in the universe. Well, what do you mean? You guys, see, that's why you need to know the word. And you need to speak the word and take authority over stuff. Stuff that happens. Hey, I'm, I, I don't always do it either. You know, I get a pain. I think, oh. You know, and I, I don't even think. And I think, wait a minute. <laughs> See, I mean, you, you almost forget that you've got that. So that resurrection, that's why when Jesus was raised from the dead, I mean, he was mangled beyond repair. All his organs were out of sorts, everything. He was a man just like us. And Jesus raised him from the dead. And he had to, he went down into hell and he had to have healed him. Yeah. Totally, God the Father. Yeah. So, but it was opposed by tremendous demonic 
spirits. And those evil forces were, were, they were, well, they were arrayed against all the purposes of God the Father. But ha, 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 ha. <laughs> but they were overthrown by Jesus. Overthrown by the risen Lord Jesus. Enthroned far above principalities and powers, and that's where you're at. See what I'm trying to get this across, have been for a long time. You are in a ruling place of authority of the Most High God. And He gave us the power and authority on this earth to do that now. You see, he, it says He's resting. And in the Great Commission, He said, He said, yeah, He said, he, he, plain, he just gave it to us. He says, you go. You go and cast out demons. You go. Wait, I want to get them in order. And speak with new tongues. You go. If you drink any deadly thing or take up a serpent, it will not harm you. You, the last thing he said, lay hands. You go lay hands on the sick and they shall they shall recover. He said they shall absolutely recover. The, the body of Christ just needs to get there. So everything Jesus did, though, he did it for us. He, the, the, the man, Jesus was a man, just like us, though, and he overcame for us. You see, Jesus, Jesus wasn't, so he, he didn't have any more power than we do right now right. when he walked on the earth. Right. He gave it all up, and it says it right in the Bible. But see, if you don't read the Bible, oh, you're blasphemy. No, he, it says it right in the Bible. He gave up all his powers he, so he could show us that we can do it. Because then he gave it, turned it around and gave it to yeah, us. That's right. The only other thing is we sinned and he never sinned. Man, can you imagine walking on the earth? I mean, he had to be tempted by women. He was a man. He had to be tempted by all kinds of things like getting mad and slugging somebody because of all the abuse he took. And all the, when they, when they were so evil to him, not saying anything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, but see, he did that for us. And he prepared a throne for us who believe this. Amen. And a heavenly ministry on the earth for those of us who will overcome through him. But it's getting worse out there and that's why I'm telling you all that stuff. See, Christ and his people all the people, he could see all of us. Can you believe? I mean, it's just like, our, these little pea brains can't understand that, but this can. <laughs> so all of these, the people he knew that were going to follow him, he saw us. And we, we were raised together with him. 
And really, the resurrection of Jesus was the reviving of Jesus expressing the reviving of us. So he had to be revived. He was, and he was a pattern for us. You know what I'm talking about? See, the very act of God which raised the Lord Jesus from the dead also raised his body. Because he's the head. Well, you don't see this head. Whoop, I go raise the head. And the head's floating up there, you know, and the body's down here. No, we're one. We're one with, it even says we are one spirit with, in, in, see, you've got, uh, when you repeat this stuff every day, it starts to get alive inside of you. I am one spirit with him. I am married to him. Ken's mad at me. No, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. no, he isn't. He's married to him too. <laughs> okay, so, but we are one with him. And and he said, "Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world." As God is, as God is, so am I in this world. In Him I live. In Him I move. In Him I have my being. Ooh, just you could go on and on who we are in Christ and what he did for us in this, in this, the beatings and everything he did for us. We've got to start using it though and taking our authority. So his head and body are naturally raised together because the head and body are not detached. <laughs> right? Christ is the head of his body. And put up uh, Ephesians 16, I mean 16, Ephesians 1, verse 22 and 23 again. Yeah. See, and I'm going to show you this again. His body, it says, is the church. And he has put all things under Jesus' feet and gave Jesus to be the head over all things to the church who is the born-again people. That is, it. I mean, you don't even have to be spirit-filled to be at the church. The church is born-again people, which is his body. The church is his body. The fullness of that church, when it gets on the stick, <laughs> will fill all in all. Yeah, okay, so his body is the church. It's, it's, it's called the ecclesia, the assembly of believers in him. Yeah. You've heard of the ecclesia talking about. Okay, and then Ephesians 2, 6, put that up there again. See, it lifts the believer. Notice it says, I just, I, I've always noticed that they call us believers. But do we really believe? Yeah. <laughs> Ephesians 2, 6 says, and he raised us up together. God the Father raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that lifts the believer in an ascended Christ to the heavenlies where you're made a partaker of Christ's throne and in authority. And through that elevation of the Lord's people with their head, we are made to sit with him. We, and... <laughs> And I know, I mean, you know, one time I thought of it in the natural, though, there's a billion people sitting 
on his lap. I mean, but see, we can't comprehend. Our little pea brains can't go. So Christ's seat is at the Father's right hand. His born-again church occupies with him in that same position. And this honor is not just to a few chosen ones, but all who share in the resurrection of the Son of God, all the people who are born again. And it's the birthright of every believer. It's your birthright of every born-again child of God to sit there. The right-hand throne of God is the center of the power of the whole universe. That right hand is the center of the power of the whole universe. I don't care how great some of the rulers are in the world. That's why we have to put Christ first, and the church has to get on the ball. It isn't Trump who's going to save us or anybody else, or DeSantis or anybody else. It's God. And the church is the one. See, wow. Wow. <laughs> That means we're at the center of power of all creation, including all the animals and all those things you're scared of. (laughs) See, that means nothing, and it has no other purpose than to mean we should be shares of authority with Jesus. That is the purpose of that, and that's why he did that. We're made to sit with him and share his throne. And to share his throne means, without question, to partake of of the authority his throne throne represents. So we're elevated according to the plan of God. Okay, so, um, okay, Satan is called, he's still called, maybe you could turn off the heat now. Are you all warm? Yeah. Oh, it still feels good? I just get hotter up here. Okay, so, so anyway, now he left, <laughs> John left, well, okay, we, okay, Satan is called in Ephesians, he's called, well, it was Ephesians 1, uh, Ephesians 2, I mean, verse 1, let's go there in your Bibles, Ephesians uh, 2, let's start with verse 1. You know what, this time put the Amplified up. Okay, you he made alive when you were dead and slain by your trespasses and sins, in which at one time you walked habitually. You were following the course and fashion of this world. Amen? Amen? We were under the sway of the tendency of the present age, following the prince of the power of the air. And that means all the crap that, excuse me, (laughs) that goes through the air, you know, that's evil, all that talking with the, all that stuff, you know, evil stuff, and all the programs that are evil. See, he's the prince of the power of the air. And that empowers demons, because that's where they live, right above the atmosphere, right above here of the atmosphere of the earth. But you have authority over it. Okay. So, 
You were under the power, okay. You were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience. Some of the body of Christ is disobedient to what's the careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving who go against the purposes of God. Verse 3, among these, we as well as you once lived and conducted yourself in the passions of your flesh. Your behavior was governed by your corrupt and sensual nature. nature. Live by the senses, see? Obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind, thoughts, and the cravings dictated by your senses and dark imaginings, you were then by nature children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation like the rest of mankind. But God, verse 4, so rich in his, he and his mercy, because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. Verse 5, when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together in fellowship and union with Christ. This is what grace is, really. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him, for it is by grace, his favor and mercy, that we don't even deserve that you're saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. God said, receive my grace and give me permission to heal you. Receive my grace and give me permission for you to take authority. Receive my grace and give me permission to give you finances. See what I mean? Verse 6, and it says it. Next verse. And he raised us up together with Jesus and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with Jesus in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus. He's in us and we're in him. The Messiah, the anointed one. The burden removing, yoked. I mean, it's beautiful. See, also over all, all the conditions which these powers brought on earth, we're supposed to take, be over all those conditions, the storms, the destruction, the hurricanes, the earth. You see, it's all over the world now. All of a sudden, this past week, I mean, hurricanes, sudden floods, hailstorms, snow where it never snows. Oh, yeah, tsunamis. You know, oh, it's, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. In all the circumstances that those demon spirits create through... through Manipulation of our minds, too. See, there's mind bat. That's why you've got to stick. Stick to church right now. Stick to the word. Get in the word like you've never done before. See, <clears throat> see, all the kingdoms of the world are still under the control and leadership of satanic principalities. And they're rebel holders of authority. And they're masses of men and women who are rebels, rebellious. Some of them even in the body of Christ. And they've hardened their hearts and the devil maintains rule over them because of that. And their eyes are blinded 
to his dominance. See, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 says that too. So we who are born again, we're redeemed, we're rescued, we're translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's son. God is going, not going to put up with some of this very long. Uh, put up there uh, Romans 14, 11. This is almost getting to be, uh, I wanted to pray too and take authority over the wind. Or storms and other things, a couple other things too. Fourteen eleven, was that right? Yeah, fourteen eleven Romans. No, fourteen eleven. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God and acknowledge Him to His honor and to His praise. Uh, okay. Go to, uh, uh, it also says it in Isaiah 45, 23, but we're not going to put it up there because of time. But do put up Philippians 2, 10 and 11. Yeah, that's the big one right there. <clears throat> now that we... Go eat popcorn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was Tina, you taught us that. <laughs> Philippians 2, I had General Electric Power Company. Some people haven't even heard of it. I'm so old. <laughs> yeah, I know you know. Yeah, <laughs> go eat popcorn. Yeah, go eat popcorn. <laughs> okay, so Philippians 2. That in the name of Jesus, every knee should and must bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue can frankly and openly confess and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Amen. That's 10 and 11. Now put back Ephesians 3. See, so, why are you looking there? But the church is to be God's instruments in declaring to the, those religious principalities and powers trying to stop and usurp God's divine purpose on the earth. And that's what they're doing. And he gave us all this so we could do it. <laughs> okay, so Ephesians 3, 8. Okay, to me, though I am the very, uh, yeah, oh, very least of all the saints, God's consecrated people, this grace and favor and privilege was granted and graciously entrusted to proclaim to the Gentiles, the un, people who are not born again, the unending, boundless, fathomless, incalculable, and exhaustless riches of Christ, the wealth which no human being could have searched out. Next, and to enlighten all men and make plain to them what is the plan regarding the Gentiles and providing for the salvation of all men, of the mystery kept hidden through the ages and concealed until now in the mind of God who created all things by Christ Jesus. Okay, the purpose is that through the church, keep 
Next verse, just keep going. 11, 10, the purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all his land, you know it is. I mean, it's, but he, but we're capable of catching it. But see, you can't just live on a and just this surface, one foot in the world, one foot here, not really caring. Oh, let's get up in the morning and, you know, never getting into the word, never getting into meditation, never praying, never put, you know, praying in the spirit, worshiping God. It takes a little bit diligence. <laughs> There's a many-sided wisdom of God in all its variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known so we, the church, can show the angelic rulers and authorities, the principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere, hey, we got authority over you. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, well, I mean... According to the eternal purposes of God, in whom, I'm just going to say King James is shorter, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith in him. Faith is huge, you guys. Faith is huge. So I ask you, I'm going, going to go into the Amplified. I'm sorry, going back and forth ask you not to lose heart. Don't faint or become despondent through fear at what I'm suffering in your behalf. Paul said this. It takes something to do this too. Rather glory in it for it's an honor to you. What was it? Okay. Uh, Kenneth Colford. Four things. Help me somebody. What? Correction. Correction. Okay, correction is first. See, we got to get corrected and take it. Then when you get corrected, you go into a little bit different direction. And then when you do that, you're protected. That's not by chance. You're protected because you're doing that, because you corrected yourself and directed yourself away from whatever it was and then you get protected and the next thing is because we need protection right now and you get perfected and go up in the rapture someday we'll talk about that too but this was this was his purpose so the church could be the instrument in the earth to tell other people to take authority over certain things. And he had a wonderful plan. And, and they're chosen people called. And so he can place them in the heavenly places. We're there, but we need to rule and reign. And he's going to let us rule and reign in the ages to come later. Some of you may have a city to rule over. You know? Yeah, it depends what you did on the earth. And see, he put all things, all things, all that means everything that's yucky <laughs> under Jesus' feet. And that feet is in the body. And say, so really, the lowest members of the body of Christ, who are in a sense the soles of his feet, but that is, nobody's low. I mean, they, re they really aren't. 
are in a sense the soles of his feet. They're far above all the rebel spirits. Amen. <laughs> You're far above. Yeah. But see, that, that's just... Well, I can tell you what. When my feet hurt, my whole body hurts. <laughs> it's a truth, too. <laughs> but see, the body of Christ has not been taught this. They, they haven't appreciated <laughs> how great the things of God are. And no matter how hard, you can't stay on the surface of this stuff. You cannot stay on the surface to be a good Christian. It's not going to get you anywhere. We need to get totally delivered. Okay, now, so I said all this, a lot of it. There were more notes, um, but um, let's pray. Let's pray and take authority over the wind is supposed to be go up to anywhere to 50 miles an hour, but hey, don't believe, okay, let's, let's, let's take authority over it. Okay, well, you all agree, and I'll just, I'm just going to pray. God kind of showed me. We're also going to pray for a few other things first. So. Okay, so this is how I always start uh, anyway, though. Lord, you said to put me in remembrance of your word because you will watch over it to perform it. And he said he would hasten that word then to perform it. Okay, now I am going to, where is it? Not it here. Did anybody open this up? It's, I put the book in here. Okay, it was actually Billy Brim's book. At the end of it. Yeah. I just want to, it's on that page. And you, you all need, I saw you got, you had about five or six of them at the bookstore. Thanks, Sharon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I go right to it. I wonder what happened to it. <laughs> I'll find it. Okay. She says that Ephesians prayer first. Okay, so we've done that, but can you, do you see why I emphasize that? Every time we had prayer, we said the Ephesians prayer. Every time, and you should, actually. Okay, but where, uh, is it, okay, yeah, okay. So... Well, we said all this already. Okay, uh, she actually says uh, chapter 2 of Ephesians 2, some of it. Okay, even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us together with Christ, for by grace are we saved. I said that. And he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. When he quickened Jesus... He quickened me. That means made alive. When he raised Jesus, he raised me. This is truth. When he seated him, he seated me in him. Therefore, in him, I am seated far above all you principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named. Every name that's named. And in the name of Jesus, I will now rule and reign over you powers of darkness because the Lord told us to. For we have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Therefore, we reign as kings in our life by one Jesus Christ. We hold the blood of Jesus over all things pertaining to us and we forbid your having to anything to do with 
And so now, that's, that part's up to you. You know what? It'd be good to get one of these if you don't have it. It's in the bookstore. <laughs> okay, for, so we, we, we take authority over all the families of living word, the families, and their whole family, for any who have not yet especially received Jesus. And Satan, we command you in the name of Jesus to remove the blinders from their eyes and the stuffing from their ears. We have the authority to bind and loose. We bind every mind-blinding, mind-binding spirit that has come against them. And we ask the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into their path. Laborers who they will listen to. Laborers who are much like them. If they're intellectual, that'll be an intellectual labor that, that, that loves God. If they're not somebody from the street, it'd be a street laborer. So God, we declare that they have hearing ears and seeing eyes spiritually and physically. And we cancel every assignment that you have for our family, for our children, for our grandchildren, for all of those children born in our heritage to eternity. That's the way I like to say it. And no weapon formed against them to stop them from coming into the kingdom of God shall prosper. And I thank you for those labors that they will listen to. We bind every demonic spirit assigned to our bodies. <laughs> we command the spirit of infirmity and we demand and command you to cease and desist in every maneuver and activity to stop in every activity against our bodies that would stop us or hinder us from completing the plan of God and even working in the kingdom of God right now. And we plead the blood of Jesus over and around our bodies. We call our bodies whole and healed and command them to operate and function in the perfection that God created them to function and we forbid malfunction right now in the name of Jesus. And we command the kingdom of darkness to take your hands off of our finances, off of our investments, off of our businesses, off of our jobs. And in the name of Jesus, we command you to stop in your operations and the ministering spirits and the angels of God go. And we dispatch you to cause money to come. All the money that anyone in the families of this church need to operate. The monies for their business. The money, all the money that we need at Living Word to, uh, to finish the vision that God has brought before us, Lord God. All the money, God. And we dispatch angels to bring in that money also. And we plead the blood of Jesus over the families and the children. <laughs> and we say, and, and all, all of their finances, all their bodies, infirmities have to go in the name of Jesus. And we say, as for me and my household, we are saved and we're going to serve the Lord. And now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over the inclement, destructive weather 
in our territory of authority. And we take authority over the predicted wind of 20 to 50 miles an hour. And we command it to slow down and dispatch angels to even slow it down in the atmosphere <laughs> to 10 miles an hour. For the word of God says that the Lord was not in the wind <laughs> in 1 Kings. <laughs> We hold the blood of Jesus against you, wind, and we rebuke that wind, and we say, peace and calmness to you, be still in the name of Jesus, and you must obey. And where two or more are gathered and in agreement, it shall surely come to pass. Lord, you said, be it done unto us according to your word. For you said there shall be a performance of those things which you have spoken, and the word will never, ever return void, but will accomplish what we please and prosper to way far over and above all that we ask or think in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 There's a lot more of the scripture we could have said, but I tried to make it shorter. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's it. But see, keep your mouth clear of what you're saying about the weather. Because if you just say, you know, start saying it's going to be, then you've killed it. Because <laughs> there's where two or more agree. Wow, there's a lot of us. Yeah, that's right. Yes, and use the authority that you have over your family and finances and things that's been stolen from you, you know. Money, all that stuff. We got it. <laughs> we may do more on this because there's more. No. You're a good catcher, aren't you? Ball player. <laughs> I'm probably not a good thrower. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Father, for all this word. God, we'll just say that the fruit remains. And devil, you, you we take authority over you right now, and you will not steal it from anybody in here. The sower sows the word. And God, we're, we want to be not the three grounds, but we want to be the ground that makes it and the ground that goes to a higher place in the kingdom of God. So we praise you. We thank you for your word. We thank you what you have done for us. God, in that resurrection power, oh my goodness. Thank you, Lord God. The people will rehearse this every day so they become like, oh, like, what? Like giants. Thank you. Yes. To overcome, yeah, like a, a bulldog with a, yeah, tenacity. So thank you, we praise you, and glorify you, Lord God, in all we say or do. And we will watch the words of our mouth and only speak the positive thing and not the negative. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay.